I'm Jared. And I'm Eric. And you are listening to the Ascend Podcast, where college and university leaders, thinkers, and innovators come to learn practical and proven strategies for improving retention rates, graduation rates, and overall student success. Are you ready? Let's go. And welcome back to another Ascend podcast. Eric, I'm excited about today's topic that we're going to talk about because what we know from working with other institutions and what we've experienced on our own institution is that there is a short window that we have to actually seal the deal. So we're going to talk about the first 10 weeks of a semester or a first 10 weeks of a student's uh, career on your campus and how important that is. Um, we know there is a lot of research out there about this first six weeks or first eight weeks or first 10 weeks. Um, how did we, we sort of say 10 weeks, how did we arrive at that? Yeah, I think just through a lot of outreach and, and looking at data and analyzing students' behaviors, we recognize that we have that 10 weeks really up until that Thanksgiving window to make sure that student is not only going to come back for spring semester, but is going to commit to their what would be their second year, their sophomore year. And so if you cannot seal the deal or get that student thinking about coming back the next year before Thanksgiving, by the time they go home and start talking with mom and dad, aunts and uncles, and, and getting excited for the holidays and making other plans and realizing how nice it is to be home, you may be too late. So your university has to have a plan for those first six to 10 weeks. Now, Jared, one of the things as you think about these plans or as we've implemented these plans, what are some of the things that you would want to consider looking at or putting into your plan uh, as far as how you might outreach or what you might talk about in your outreach? Yeah, there is actually a lot of research out there, but we also dug into some data on our own campus to figure out what sorts of things do students struggle with and at what time. And over the years, we sort of know, okay, week one, these might be some of the things students would struggle with. Um, maybe some roommate conflict or a desire to get involved. Um, we know that as the semester progresses on that the honeymoon phase will wear off if you will in the first couple weeks and and they'll start to feel the stress and anxiety of classes as we move toward midterms we know that students may need to find jobs and start to feel the pinch of finances um, in the end a lot of these things already sort of exist in the research or literature we know that there's kind of the seasons of adjustment that take place uh, in those early weeks of a semester. And in the end, it's important for institutions, and, and we do this when we go out and work with institutions, is try to help them identify what are their weekly uh, challenges that students will face. And then what we have done on our campus is developed an entire campaign, set of campaigns, marketing, communications, those sorts of things, events and experiences that, tr that map to those issues, conversations that we have our academic advisors do, and so on and so forth. Um, with students to try and address those challenges week by week. Yeah, and you bring up some really good points that these campaigns need to revolve around that just-in-time communication. What is it a student is struggling with or needs at a particular moment, and how can you help educate, offset, or counter some of the issues that they're facing? A, a prime example, week two on our campus, we know that students generally start facing homesickness. So some of the things we do is, one, 
we educate moms and dads through newsletters on what homesickness is. So that way when a student calls and is like, hey, I just want to come home, I'm not liking it here, the mom and dad are educated and aware and can help counter that. We also educate students on the signs and symptoms of homesickness and what that may look like through their peer mentors and other things. So they recognize it's normal and it's okay what I'm going through and I can get through this and here's some coping mechanisms. In spring semester, we know we go through the winter blues. So we pass out flyers that educate students on the winter blues. We talk openly about it. We have uh, social groups ready to go and we have big fun events planned to help get students out of the winter blues. So these can revolve around financial pushes, job pushes, sense of belonging pushes, academic pushes, all of these things, but it needs to be a coordinated effort, all the offices, all the areas on board, and you're coming at it from all different angles, from emails, texts, uh, posters, outreach, events, programming, uh, various initiatives, banners hanging from railings that we've done in some instances. You got to be creative, but this is a way to really start moving the needle on retention by providing that just-in-time communication on a weekly basis to the students uh, who are struggling with, with particular things each week. Yeah, I, I think this is a perfect example of what we had discussed in one of our earlier podcasts about the student success team or the, the group of individuals who all have to be on board with this, right? So as, as you were just describing, I'm thinking about how, yeah, we involve the parent and family services office. We involve the academic advisors, the peer mentors, our first year, year office, our student life office, um, our chief retention officer, uh, all these different people. So this is a, like you said, kind of an all hands on deck to make sure that we are tackling these first 10 weeks when students are making a decision about whether or not they'll stay at your institution. Yeah, and the last thing I would add is make sure that in your communication, we have found that communication that involves a call to action tends to get a higher response. So in your emails, if it's click here to register or click here to sign a pledge or click here to get a free cookie delivered, whatever that may be, if your outreach or communication or initiatives have some kind of call to action for the student to do something, participate in something, be a part of something, you, you'll see that um, the, the rates of activity, the rates of response, and the rates of actually receiving and reading will, will go through the roof. Yeah. This has been fun to rem remember and think about. And uh, Hopefully this is helpful to some other institutions as you think through your first 10 weeks on your campus. Yep, and we will see you next week uh, for another episode of Ascend. You've been listening to the Ascend podcast. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, we hope you'll give us a like on your preferred listening platform and leave us a review. We also would invite you to connect with us on LinkedIn by simply searching for us, Jared Tippett and Eric Kirby, where we would love to continue discussing today's topic with you. And for more practical and proven strategies, just like the one you learned about today, check out our book, Ascend to Higher Retention Rates, Practical Strategies for Increasing Student Retention, Completion, and Student Success, which can be purchased on Amazon.com or on our website, www.tippetskirby.com. We'll be back again soon with another podcast. Until then, keep on raging.